0: Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. Zero percent. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down. By the same amount the result zero inflation last month but people were still hurting but zero inflation last month okay so there you have it zero inflation in july so my first question before uh i get to the absurdity of this claim is have you heard that quote from our president yet I think that came out yesterday. I'm recording this on Thursday, August 11th. Uh, Or is this your first time hearing it? Now, you'd think that that little clip would have made the rounds like wildfire since, well, it's such great news. But depending on where you receive your daily updates on what's happening in the world, well, it's very possible you haven't yet heard that we've hit 0% inflation. I know I was blissfully unaware because most of us heard that our headline CPI had settled down from June's, uh, what, 9.1% disaster to a nice, comfortable 8.5%, right? Well, you know this already, the 8.5 number, probably, but if your news comes from like the Washington Post, New York Times, NPR, MSNBC, uh, or that like ABC, NBC, CBS type news, you probably didn't hear or we very likely didn't hear that we are experiencing zero percent inflation. I know that for me, until I saw it in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, I personally was totally unaware. So if you hadn't heard this, I just want to challenge you to look for some news resources that are um, how you say Outside of your comfort zone. Now, remember, omission can be the most powerful form of media bias there is. And this Biden bullshit is a fantastic example. So after I read about this in the journal and I saw the video, I decided to search for coverage of it and predictably... It was basically Fox, uh, the New York Post. They were all over it. Ted Cruz, of course, tweeted about it. And you know the drill. Republicans were predictably, oh, aghast, you know, full freak out. Speaking of tweets, um, Press Secretary uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre unironically uh, stepped up and doubled down today. Or maybe that was also yesterday. But she tweeted a little thread that started with this. Quote, we just received news that our economy had 0% inflation in July. While the price of some things went up, the price of others, like gas, clothing, and more, dropped. Uh, Next up, she wrote, In fact, the current drop in gas prices is the fastest in a decade, saving American families with two cars $106 per month on average. And then finally this, what's more, real wages went up for the first time in almost a year, but we know we have more work to do. Congress should send the Inflation Reduction Act to President Biden's desk as soon as possible to lower healthcare, prescription drug, and energy costs. So if you saw this and you believed it, And if you don't understand that our current press secretary is a dipshit um, and daily is bringing an intellectual knife to a gunfight, even though she gets pelted with softball questions in her briefings. Well, if you saw this, you might actually even believe it all. Zero percent inflation. Great. Things are awesome. But nobody believes this. And if anyone did, outlets like NPR would be lining up to explain that Biden meant month over month. He meant month over month. The stupid racist Republicans are getting their panties in a bunch when President Biden really just meant that he was talking about month over month inflation. But all those progressive news outlets didn't mention it. Okay. They were mostly silent. And again, omission is bias. And they were silent because they know that That was a bullshit, basically lie, okay? So anyway, when I was looking for this coverage on this stuff, the top result I got in my search for news was an article in Slate. Now, Slate, if you're not familiar, is a quote-unquote news site, but the writers are all children, and it's basically a giant editorial page written by white 20-something Bernie bros and homely gender-confused women with recently completed uh, journalism and communications degrees. So Slate at least had the balls to cover the story story but of course they slanted it as all about the republican freak out and then in perfect orwellian style they went on to explain that quote nonetheless everything biden said was strictly accurate overall prices did not rise in july meaning that inflation for the month was zero so then the writer uh and by the way um for the last year or so i can't remember if i've mentioned this but always always look up the writer of anything that you read in the media look up their profile on linkedin it's invariably well it's almost invariably very revealing so this kid who wrote this article is jordan weissman two s's two n's um as an aside have you ever met a man with the first name of jordan who wasn't a total pussy? Probably not. I know that I haven't. Um, So this kid graduated from Northwestern University in 2008 with his bachelor's in, yep, journalism. So if he graduated in 2008, he's in his low mid 30s now. He left college, uh, you know, right when the GFC was happening. And he's likely very angry about the injustices of capitalism and he's Slate's senior business and economics correspondent. Anyway, I'll put a link to the article in the show notes just in case you're interested, but here's the long and the short of it. I don't give a shit. How the current administration distorts the truth and uh, to try to polish the turds that are their policies and their core beliefs, and I also don't care about the feigned exasperation of Republicans in response to those half truths and lies. Both tribes are full of shit, and both tribes are equally corrupt and dishonest. But what I do care about is how the media, the well, the majority of the media. Covers for and I guess protects, if you will, one of the tribes. So that said, you know, look for sources in the news, please, that make you uncomfortable. Look for sources that you don't maybe potentially agree with their bias um, and so that you can read between the lines. Anyway, but getting back to inflation, nobody with half a brain cares about month to month changes in the inflation rate. Nobody. Well, you might look at to like to gauge the acceleration or deceleration of the rate of increase or decrease. but if it's close to unchanged month over month as the CPIU was in July, and quick aside, if you want some deep dives into inflation, I've got some actually quite a few episodes about it. Uh, but my rundown uh, on what the real inflation rate is, which is pretty exhaustive and it's not too long, um, is episode 12 from last May. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you're interested in hearing more of me ranting on about inflation. But just know this, the CPIU number that everyone quotes, and that's CPIU for uh, um, what urban urban consumers, that number for the month of July, 2022 is up 8.5% year over year okay now if that's accurate which we've all seen and i've talked about this before it's understating reality for 99 of us because prices have gone up more than eight and a half percent since last year but either way if that number is accurate the purchasing power of your dollars is down by nearly 10 percent in one year and one would argue more than that um I play in a band with a dude who's got an oversized savings account. I don't know if he considers it as emergency fund or a rainy day fund, but he asked me about it the other day, like where, where he should put a hundred grand that's still in a reasonably semi-liquid state, but would earn him some returns. And where he should put his money is a can of worms. I'm not going to dig into here, but that hundred grand that's basically earning him no interest is now worth 90 grand or less. He had $10,000 essentially stolen from him because he had that money parked where it wasn't growing. Inflation is theft. Inflation is corruption. Inflation is a regressive tax on the poor. Inflation is a violation of your private property rights. You know, we need to talk about it openly and honestly and not pretend that it doesn't exist or that it's 0%. So my buddy uh well he's lost 10 grand in purchasing power on his emergency fund. But the single mom who's barely making ends meet, what about her? Inflation is an insidious punishment that disproportionately affects the working poor, and we need to treat it or at least talk about it like the cancer that it is. And by naming a new bill with billions in spending that will overall only increase inflation, naming it the Inflation Reduction Act, that's peak irony and peak cynicism and orwellian propagandism at its best and again for you and i people who own assets will be fine but for the poor and the, the you know the working poor and the retired on a on a on a fixed income they're fucked and these numbers should have us all very very afraid all that said I found a clip that I want to share with you, and this, just give me 90 seconds. This is Ron Paul from a 2007 Republican primary debate.
1: Yes, I, I think this is not a consequence of free markets. What's happening is the transfer of wealth from the poor and the middle class to the wealthy. This comes about because of a monetary system that we have. When you inflate a currency or, or destroy a currency, the middle class gets wiped out. So the people who get to use the money first, which is created by the Federal Reserve System, benefit. So the money gravitates to the banks and to Wall Street. So that's why you have more billionaires than ever before. Today, this country is in the the middle of a recession for a lot of people. Michigan knows about it. Poor people know about it. The middle class knows about it. Wall Street doesn't know about it. Washington, D.C. doesn't know about it. But it's because of the monetary system and the excessive spending. As long as we live beyond our means, we are destined to live beneath our means, and we have lived beyond. Our- means because we are financing a foreign policy that is so extravagant and beyond what we can control as well as the spending here at home. And we're depending on the creation of money out of thin air, which is nothing more than the basement of the currency. It's counterfeit. And it is a natural, predictable consequence that you're going to have people benefit from it and other people suffer. So if you want a healthy economy, you have to study monetary theory and figure out why it is that we're suffering and everybody doesn't suffer equally or this wouldn't be so bad. It's always the poor people, those on retired incomes, that suffer the most. But the politicians and those who get to use the money first, like the military industrial complex, they make a lot of money and Thank they benefit good. from it. Thank you.
0: Interesting, huh? That was that was fifteen years ago, and we're seeing things start to fall apart after this decade plus of very loose Fed policy. Um, and, oh, and when he's talking about people closest to the money, he's describing what's called the Cantillon effect, or maybe Cantillon. Uh, I think it's Cantillon. Um, anyway, now I haven't talked about the cantalon effect here because it's kind of an inside baseball uh, econ nerd speak, but But anyway, I'll keep this short. Uh, The Cantillon effect is basically the idea that whoever's closest to the money when it's created, like Ron Paul said, benefits the most from it. And by closest, that means the people who have access to the newly created money the soonest. So like Ron Paul mentioned, um, the military industrial complex and the banks, I mean, it, it totally makes sense. We print money to cover a deficit funded military that's bigger than all other militaries on the planet combined. So it stands to reason that the dudes at Lockheed, Boeing, Rockwell, those are the first ones getting rich off it. And, and of course the bankers, you know, those, those people and companies and institutions who get that money first, get the loans on on the best terms and start making investments right away. But then, as prices go up as a direct result of the monetary expansion, it's us poor fuckers who end up paying higher prices for everything while the airplanes and mansions and yachts the rich dudes have been buying are skyrocketing in value. As a result of the inflation, um, there's more to it than that. But but now you've uh, at least you've got a basic idea of what the Cantillon effect is, and that's what Ron Paul was talking about when he talks about the people and and institutions closest to the money. So, and that's why. One more thing, that's why when you hear dipshits like Elizabeth Warren or 32 year old waitress and Instagram hottie Alexandria Ocasio Cortez saying that they're fighting for the poor. By trying to get a $15 minimum wage or supporting the Senate cafeteria workers' union strike, you know they're either not very bright and willfully ignorant, that's AOC, or they're cynical and smart and are actually cantillionaires, and that's Elizabeth Warren, who's rich and gets richer along with the rest of our crooked Senate with each passing term. Okay, Well, that is another Rogue Retirement Lounge inflation rant in the books. Um, And on that happy note, I will talk to you in a couple of days. I love you and I want what's best for you. And that's why I'm doing this. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.